everyone. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Turning Point CT podcast made by and for young people in Connecticut. My name is Ella and today we're joined by Ali and Kaylee, two young people working on the project. Say hi guys. Hi. So let's dive in. I think I can speak for all of us here. Becoming an adult has been very difficult. And one of those steps to becoming independent is moving out of your family home, potentially moving in with a significant other or a friend. And all of us here have actually just recently moved in with significant others. And we're going to talk about what that's been like. So I'll turn it over to you guys. How's it been? It's been really fun for me. I already have spent like a lot of time with my boyfriend before in like, you know, long periods of time, like we've gone on vacations together and stuff like that. So we've kind of already gotten to know each other and gotten comfortable to the point of being able to move in together. I think for me, it's hard though, because I have so much trauma that it's like, even with all the healing and therapy I do and have done, I'm still finding myself like reacting to certain things because I know it's coming from my childhood. Like if my, for example, if my boyfriend puts something down on the counter really hard or something like that, my brain just goes right to something's wrong. I need to fix it. Something must not be cleaned or, you know, what have you. And all my flashbacks of my childhood just come right there. And I just go into like panic mode internally. So I'm fighting that. (laughs) definitely definitely been there I mean even sometimes just like tones of like voice and I'm like oh my god what is happening and my boyfriend's always like Kaylee like if you want to do something like you need to just tell me like we actually just had this conversation in the car because he was talking about his granny and how like she was at like the mom's house and she was starving but she didn't say anything and the whole time I'm like oh my God, I'm granny. Like, I don't say like, if there's something wrong with me or like, I want something, like, I don't say anything. And I feel like that's definitely how I am. Like in the house too. Like, I just kind of like, I don't communicate because like growing up, that's just not like if I was, if I spoke up, I was shut down. Like, like, okay. Yeah. Like we'll do that. It was literally like, no, (laughs) like that's stupid. Why would you want that? Why would you want to do that? And I mean, so even like with everything with chores, I kind of just like, no, do everything. Not because he expects me to. It's like literally, I feel like I have to. Like, I Mm. feel like this is me pulling my share. Like, I need to do everything, (laughs) anything I can in the house. And it's just so like surreal. Because like at my parents' house, they're like, you never do anything. And it's like, but I didn't want to because at my parents' house, I'm like, well, I'm never here because before I moved in with my boyfriend, we've been together for like three and a half years. I literally, I pretty much lived like when he was still at his dad's house, I was there like every day. Like I just didn't sleep there because my parents had a rule about like, you can't come back to the house if like you need to stay here every Mm -hmm. night. So I would be literally losing sleep. Like I would like fall asleep at Patrick's and then I'd get up in the middle of the night go back home and then like you know I was working going to school so I like was not getting the sleep I should have so like being here like I'm actually like in a routine it's not like oh my god I have to stay awake so I can drive mm-hmm. home or like driving home like literally half asleep and like I'm gonna crash my car because I am dying right now like I'm falling asleep because I don't do caffeine or like anything so like what it is is like what it is <laughs> 
but it's just so different because like I'm in a schedule I literally like I said I was always mm-hmm. here like literally I was always here like my food lived here so like at home I wouldn't eat because like my parents were like no you can't put food in the fridge it's our fridge so like all their food was in there and my brother who is a year older than me still lives at my parents and he mm-hmm. took the basement fridge so there was nothing for me to put there so I would only have like essentially protein bars and like snacks that I had to keep in my bedroom at my parents house because I just they're like no like the fridge is full there's nowhere you can put your stuff and I'm like the pantry overflowing so there's just nowhere and it's so nice to just have my own space and like clean it when I like feel mentally like okay like this weekend the dishes piled up for like days like for days and I just kept looking at it and I'm like I literally just like I can't do this right now because we have the new kitten and I'm like like trying to like work I did a photo shoot so I was like trying to work and I've just been like locked in my office like all weekend and I'm like I can't I just can't do this I finally did them this morning but it's like nice nobody's like oh my god you need to do the dishes like how dare you like snapping on me so it's just so much different like being on your own and not having people like up your ass basically <laughs> like about everything because yeah. Patrick's really not like that I don't know if your guys are significant other like that but like yeah nobody's up my ass anymore <laughs> about yeah. anything yeah it seems like we've all picked partners where it's healthy <laughs> like they just <laughs> potentially had healthy childhoods and didn't get traumatized by yeah. <laughs> really minor like, things minor things <laughs> I had a lot of the same experiences as you both and like it took I mean it's like slowly becoming a parent like more and more things but the first things I noticed even before I moved in like a day before Christian did and when I was like in there even by myself I realized I was like walking on my toes like to try and not make noise like I would at my house same same I know I'm like around my house literally yes yeah and like I close a close a cabinet door but really softly like no I don't make any noise I make myself as small as I can possibly be to try and not like affect anyone and I was the only person in there (laughs) and I was like hang on this is wrong (laughs) yeah yeah so the other thing that I've noticed is the difference between somebody that grew up with like that traumatized background and somebody that didn't because Christian is normal Christian my boyfriend um he like he doesn't have an obsessive mindset especially when it comes to cleaning and I got that completely from my parents like uh, if like a dish wasn't completely clean it would be cleaned again and I would feel I'd be made to feel bad that it wasn't completely clean so when I do dishes they're spit they're like completely done and when I like vacuum, every like inch of the room is vacuumed. When I like clean like a tub, like I like scrub for hours. Yeah. And like when Christian does it, it's like, he'll do enough. He'll do enough. And we're the only ones using those dishes and we wash it probably like 12 hours later. So like, it doesn't matter. And I'm slowly realizing so much like, I'm like holding myself up to these like weird agreements and standards and I'm realizing I really don't need to and it's kind of freeing so that's that's been really great but it's also like it causes a lot of conflict when I'm like going through like the flashbacks and I'm like but 
you didn't clean it right and but it's not computing in my head like why didn't you do that Um, I feel like that's part of the reason why I do everything because it does have to be done a certain way because Patrick always like he does offer he's like oh like do you want me to do the dishes and I'm like no it's fine because I'm like you don't load it right (laughs) anyways you can't make everything fit but honestly it could and like even the laundry too I'm like no it's fine but I also do them I know he hates to do it but like he does offer and I'm just like no 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 but also the weird thing about like living here is I never I was one of those people that never made my bed like ever but it's like that's something Patrick has always done like every single day and he gets it before me so now I'm in the habit of like making the bed every day like this morning I changed all the sheets and I'm just like who am I because that was never like I was always just like my blankets like literally I wouldn't even make it before I went to sleep I would just they'd be in a ball and I kind of just like maneuver myself like around the ball <laughs> and like it, it was just so weird and so the fact that I like make a bed now is like that's weird like it's just so bizarre because like he likes it made so the cats don't get the fur all over the pillows and like I had a cat at my parents but like my bed was like literally like a fur mound <laughs> and, like it just didn't bother me but he's super allergic even though we have three cats now but um yeah, he's allergic to cats and dogs. So. <laughs> um, but I mean, I guess it makes sense. But yeah, it's just so weird. And like trying to adjust to like, I had a really, really hard time, like sharing a bed at first, because I'm mm. like, because I had like, you know, we napped in bed together before. But I'm like, oh, my God, because I'm one of those people that sleeps like diagonal all the way across the bed, like with my limbs, like everywhere, like my, cause I like to have like my feet poking out and stuff. So, and then I would be like stealing the blankets cause I like to cocoon. <laughs> like I literally, I think what I do is I like turn and I just like, as I'm turning, I grab the blankets and I like roll. No way. And then in the morning I wake up and like literally half the blankets like on the floor and there's like none on his side of the bed I'm like oh my god I'm a blanket bee (laughs) so that I think I've gotten a little bit better but at first I like wasn't even sleeping because it was just so weird because I'm like oh my god I'm like I don't want to like spread into his space because I'm like okay so then and I like it was either at home either I slept diagonal across the bed or I was like on the complete edge of the bed like there was no in between like for me it was like edge of the bed or like diagonal spread across the entire thing so it's just really it's weird there's like all these adjustments I like didn't think about but like they're happening and I'm like what the hell like it's so weird but because I'm like well you know I've already been like living with him but like the only thing for me was like the sleep (laughs) so I'm like this is so weird, but I like being in a schedule and like going to bed at a certain time with him. Cause he has a regular job. Like I work from home. I have literally no schedule yeah. so before I would like stay up all night, like just scrolling on my phone. And then I would like get up, you know, whenever my sister would wake up for school. Cause I had, I have an eight year old sister who's in elementary school. So I would like, kind of get up when they were getting her ready so that's also weird. It's also weird not having like a child running around in the morning. Like yeah. quiet. <laughs> There's the cats, yeah. but like it's not like having an eight-year-old child running around fighting to brush her teeth and like feed her. It's just weird. It's there's so many like weird things. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I remember when we were moving in, Eric was like, oh, I like empty these drawers so you could have these drawers you like there's so much room in the closet like I can move my stuff out like he's like trying to make this and I'm just sitting there and in my head I'm like what what is going on like he's making sure I'm okay and I'm taking care of like and it's not a knock to his character at all because he's amazing it's in my head I'm like me of all people I'm sitting in a healthy relationship I've been through so much and I've lived with someone who we had a domestic violent relationship and So like I would get my ass kicked literally if mentally and physically, if I didn't do something a certain way or fast enough. And like, I see myself panicking. I saw, so I knew he mentioned before he left for work one day that he needed to do laundry. And I'm like, Oh, I I work from home today. Like I can throw it in for you. No big deal. And I'm thinking to myself, like I'll get some star girlfriend points, whatever. And like, and I completely forgot, completely forgot, did everything but that and completely forgot. So he gets home and he was like, he just, he just grabs his laundry and he goes down and he stares and does his laundry. And I was like, (gasps) I mean, I panicked. I ran downstairs and was like, "I, I, I, I got this. It's okay. You know? And like, he's like, babe, it's fine. I'm a grown man. I can do my laundry. And I was like, what? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> what? I just couldn't. It just, what do you mean? And especially <laughs> me growing up in a religious belief system, it's like taught that your soul is dependent on this. Like what happens to you, how you're treated after you die is like dependent on if you clean and do womenly chores and stuff like that. So there's like that section of it. And then I have like, the abuse on top of it of like when my father would come home angry about work, drop the groceries down really loud. If he even stopped and got the groceries or shut that door really loud or like something. And like, so when, if I hear him shut a door loud, or if I see him express his anger, my mind goes right to, all right, a table is going to flip any moment now. Mm -hmm. How can I avoid it? How do I deescalate? How do I prevent the bomb from going off because that's all I used to do I realized like how much I was the fixer in my family especially with my father yeah and like (laughs) yesterday was it yeah it was yesterday or Saturday I said I go I just I, I don't like when you get angry and he says to me I said I just assume you're gonna just at one some point here punch a hole in the wall or me and he was like he like turned and looked at me and he was like I'm not going to do that. Like, relax. I'm like talking to people and they're like, yeah, it's normal. Like some guys can like release their anger and not, you know, break everything in sight. And I'm like, really? Wow. I don't know. I tiptoe. I, the second I hear something like put a phone down too loud, you put your coffee cup down a little too loud, even if you don't mean to, or that was just the sound. I'm just my boom. And I don't know if it's my body keeping the score or if it, you know, what it is, or if it's me finally feeling safe and now I can let it go. And I'm like, this dude's going to bounce. He's going to want me out of here if he he continues to have to deal with this. So I'm like trying to talk to my therapist about it and trying to process it. And I think a lot of it that's going to help is me like addressing my father's abuse more and working on that and like being more open about that because, but even when you tell it, people can't, 
still can't get it. Like I try to tell people all the time, no, you don't understand. Like when he would be mad about the computer freezing in the middle of him doing something. And I happen to be in range Mm -hmm. as a five-year-old little girl playing with my horses and dolls. I happen to have pressed that horse's leg a little too loud and it heed too loud. Then boom, like you're getting hit. You're getting hit. Like not just you're getting hit. So it's like, I'm the same way with you, Albert. I tiptoe. And because I, and, and I used to be self-conscious about like my weight, making too much noise on the floor when I creaked or I just, 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 you're, you're stomping too loud. You're walking too loud. You're this too loud. You're that. And I'm like, <gasps> and I, yeah. and when, and then when Eric does do like dishes or something, I'm like, I'm a failure. I'm failing. I'm failing. I'm failing. I'm failing. I'm failing. And I've, I, the amount of times I've looked at him and been like, am I failing? Like, you can tell me, I just want you to tell me, like, am I failing? And he's like, no, it's okay. I'm like, and he's got trauma too, but it's very different. Yeah. It comes out in different ways for sure. Like Christian definitely has his own trauma, but like, it's just so evident that his childhood was like normal. Like his mom had like normal expectations for him. (laughs) And that's just like, my mind is blown. My mind is blown. It's also given me a lot of hope (laughs) that yeah yeah you can raise like a child that feels well adjusted I actually had a different experience to you Ali growing up I had a lot more like covert like abuse um my mom was very like yeah it was both parents really like they would have their own stress and take it out on me and like the rest of the children in like just the vibe of the house was wrong yep it was wrong like the everybody was just on edge and Mm -hmm. there wasn't really anything to do because like what is a child supposed to do to fix like a parent's stress but it was like on us to tiptoe and like not you could be quiet that's how you relieve the stress we think yeah be quiet and tiptoe be quiet and basically like disappear you like make yourself Mm -hmm. as small as possible to try not to like offend anyone it comes out in like my day-to-day life but it's so much different living with someone like it's it's opening up so many like old wounds that I didn't even know were there same yeah and sometimes I get really angry myself and I'm like don't know what to do with it and I'm learning that it's okay to be angry I just am also learning that people can feel emotions and I don't have to be a consequence of it. And I don't have to be a punching bag. Yeah, absolutely. And like more often than not, those people's problems are their problems. Not You're not the cause of them. Like literally last night, um, I <laughs> kind of similar to your laundry story. I wanted to, this, this cat that we're staying with right now, I'm cat sitting for my brother and he has two cats. One is very quiet and sweet. And then the other one is currently in a false heat. So she is like yowling, super affectionate. just <laughs> like all sorts of like hard to handle. So he was trying to do like a bunch of work last night, really late. And I was just wanting to like support him whatever way I could. He was like about to take a, like one of those like lockdown quizzes. So the cat was about to yowl. She was like unhappy because no, none of people were like interacting with her and giving her attention. So I put the Rimba on to try and distract her and it worked. 
But the the thing I didn't anticipate was the rimba was actually more of a distraction from my boyfriend because it would come over with its little arms and like hit him and he couldn't like move it away or like and then at one point it was just beeping really loudly and I was in the room and I couldn't hear and he's like apparently like shouting for me like oh my god and then it like flipped over something and died so (laughs) but he came in after that and I hadn't had any like idea that there was anything wrong and he said that was really annoying like that really annoyed me that that happened and I instantly just shut down and I went yep no no I fucked up (laughs) like shit so then it took like a conversation to move on from it and I feel Mm. so bad that I have to like make him resolve all of my stuff right you hate like how fucked is that that we have to feel guilty for having a conversation about things yeah Mm. just like so I feel better like just not seeing myself as a priority to like yeah so it's it's so refreshing being in that kind of relationship where you know he's eager to make sure I'm okay and protected and feeling happy and supported and I'm not used to that so Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's Mm -hmm. it's it's a really nice refreshing change but it's also a lot to like come come up against yeah Yeah, for sure Mm -hmm. I'm all, I'm very happy for all of us. Same. Yeah. I think it's, it's like, awesome. we're lucky. We're, you know, we're lucky to have people that, you know, want to be there for us, but also we also don't just put everything we have on, on them. We see therapists, we have coping skills, you know, we have hobbies, we have work. Like it's, you know, we're also very independent, you know, yeah. it's not like we're, unhealthily because sometimes that's not fair for someone else to have to take on all that and not be able to experience the good of life too like I always try to tell people just find one hobby just start with one and you know that way it's like it takes a like we're able to process through our trauma and voice when our trauma is coming into a scenario with our significant other where maybe we weren't able to do that before I know there were times where I'm screaming in my head, my trauma is going off and I'm screaming everything I want to say to that person in my head where now we're actually saying it. Mm -hmm. And like, that's a huge, huge step in our own recovery. It's, you know, it's helpful to have great people and a great support system, but we're also doing the hard work individually. And I think like a lot of times people forget that there's there, you have to take care of yourself by yourself. Yeah. As well, if that makes sense. Absolutely. I think that's a really important point. My first relationship was actually like so toxic because we were both very mentally ill and very codependent on each other. So we were Mm. trying to be each other's therapist and we were 16, so that didn't really work. Um, And so after that, I just felt like I was a burden on all of my relationships and that I was going to make everybody worse. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't until I realized that I had things to offer in the relationship and I started to like myself. And that's when I started to have really good relationships. And that's why I found myself in the position to like accept Christians, like support and love. Otherwise, I think at a different point in my life, I wouldn't have wanted to date him because it would have felt wrong to my like trauma. Yeah. 
unnatural. Same here. Yeah. Same. So I think like the most important step for me to get to this point has definitely been to give myself the love first Mm -hmm. because it's so much easier to love somebody that loves themselves. And when you're two like strong people that are not constantly afraid of like losing one another, I think that's when you have like your strongest relationship. So yeah, that's kind of my two cents on that. (laughs) Yeah, this has been really fun chatting with you guys. It's it's nice to see that I'm not alone in a lot of like the the weird things that I've caught myself doing. So it's it's a comfort for sure. <laughs> so thanks you guys for chatting with me today. And to everybody listening, thank you for tuning in and be sure to like and follow us on social media and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're looking for more peer mental health support, remember to check out our website, which is www.turningpointct.org. Have a great day, everyone.